As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, you're looking on to the adventure on Pumlet on W4CY Wake up, America! It's time for the adventures of Hype Man on W4CY.com, West Palm Beach's number one internet radio station. Here's your host, the Hype Man. This is the Pipe Man here on the Adventures Pipe Man W4CY Radio as we go across the pond for some great new music. Uh, We're going to have a talk with Giant Walker. How are you? Welcome to the show. Doing good, thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're we're good, thank you. I'm glad to hear you're good because I deal with a lot of people in the UK and, you know, you guys have been having it rough during this whole pandemic thing. I mean, yeah, it's 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 been interesting. <laughs> Hello, from 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 across the across the pond, it doesn't sound like you guys have had a a terribly great time either, to be honest. It it really depends on what side of the street you're on here. Like, <laughs> we're we're a little bit crazy in this country right now. Uh, I think we are always were, but you know, I, a bit more than usual. Even like where I am in South Florida, we're like the embarrassment of the world. You know, uh, pe- people in the rest of the country they'll say, "Oh, if you want to get COVID, go to Florida." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you have all the people moving here from like New York and California to escape all of the restrictions and, and you know live their uh, their best p- pretending there's no pandemic life. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's it's pretty strange. I mean, I'm not sure if it's much different in the UK, but here it doesn't even. It's not even. Forget unified for the whole country. It's not even unified in our county. Like every city has a different rule. It's weird. Oh, really? 
over here it's it's pretty much the same like we we don't really have any restrictions now it's kind of been lifted since um i don't know maybe june yeah yeah june, pretty june much time. june time yeah. um but yeah it's so it, it's kind of the same across the country the only difference is like scotland wales england slightly different but yeah apart from that pretty pretty uniform I'm really happy for you guys that you have your restrictions lifted because you guys had a hell of a time. There was a time that you almost were going to go back to normal and then went straight back into a lockdown again. And, you know, as artists, boy, I feel for you because that to be stuck, locked down and not doing shows, that that's like the biggest torture an artist could have, I think. Yeah, it's it's coming up to like two years since since we've done a since we've done a show, so mm. that's pretty crazy. You know the irony the, the irony of it as well is is I don't think I think without the lockdown we wouldn't have actually had the downtime to write and record and develop new music. Which that I think that's the weirdest thing to me about the whole thing is that I I, I don't know what. What would be? I think a lot of things would be different without the, yeah. the lockdown. And I yeah. think it, on top of that, it's also kind of very much changed. Obviously, the process that we have of like actually writing, um, writing the writing the songs. So because us three um, here, we all live together. But Alex, our drummer, um, lives up north in Newcastle, about three hundred miles away, which I guess doesn't sound very far. You um, <laughs> as a, as a um, uh, as an Englishman, um, it's quite considered to be quite far. Um, but yeah, obviously through through the lockdowns, that that made things quite interesting. But I think, um, like Jamie says, actually, if that if that hadn't have been the case, um, it probably would have changed things and not necessarily for the better. Like who knows? I suppose. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you guys brought that up because I was going to bring it up anyway. I've been talking all along that. You know, there's some positives to this lockdown. And one of those positives is, you know, you as artists, you get to actually focus on being creative when writing because otherwise you're doing all these shows and it's like you're trying to write songs in between shows, in between having no sleep, in between everything else that you have to do in this insane world nowadays. And I think that's the other part of the good thing about the pandemic is it forced everybody to have to slow down and relax a little because, you know, with technology, we just never have the chance to turn off the switch. So at first it was like, oh, thank you for locking us all down. I, I can actually, you know, <laughs> do something other than follow everything everywhere and people texting all hours and this and that and, you know, have a chance yeah. to slow down. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think, that, especially for the first, like, maybe month or two, and then I think after that, everyone was just a bit like, oh, my God, get, <laughs> get, get us back to... Oh, yeah, to totally. <laughs> and I think not having live music has definitely affected people's moods and all that. To me, music's the best therapy. So, yeah, at a time where we needed therapy, probably most of all, and we didn't have the therapy, and that's why everybody's all pissy and everybody's all, you know, just attacking each other and divided. It's like we, we don't have an outlet or a place to unite like like music. Mm. Yeah, definitely. For sure, for sure. Well, and it's interesting, too, because I just did a few festivals uh, and – you know, at first it was kind of weird, you know, the first show, as you probably know, we, you know, it was like, 
Mm, I'm not sure about this. You know, you kind of get, in, I, I call it getting institutionalized, like we were put in prison and got institutionalized, like we're afraid to go out in public or be around people. But then didn't take long. And I was like, man, I feel more alive than I have in a year and a half. And, you know, you're at this music festival and nobody's arguing. Nobody cares what anybody else believes. You know, you get rid of all the crap and just unite together for some great music. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you really realize how much you've kind of missed out on, don't you, when you kind of go back to something like that and, and, and think about how long it's been since you kind of felt the same way. So, yeah, for sure. Well, and it's interesting, too. You still have the people, which really surprised me, that are still complaining for the sake of complaining. Like, you know, haven't had live music in forever, and I see people on these boards complaining, and or they're saying, oh, they, they didn't do that great. But listen, I wouldn't care if it was the artist. I like their mu- music the least in the whole world. I would be thrilled to just be at a live show. I wouldn't care. there is something there is something to be said about like just hearing because a a live gig is kind of like it's it's not something you listen to it's something that like when you when you feel like when you feel the the sheer volume like and you you look down and your jeans are like flapping around (laughs) from like from yeah just sheer volume like it's it's definitely an experience that can't actually be replaced so yeah, yeah, I hate to say this, you know, because in our industry, there was a lot of live streaming going on. I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> it's not a replacement. Yeah, yeah, you're not the only one. I, it, it was, it was again, like you can't, you can't replace like being in a crowd, like just being blasted with <laughs> tunes that you like. Um, instead, you you know, you're sitting in your bedroom with headphones on, watching like a pretty sterile like bedroom performance of a song which is great because that's about as much as you can do in that situation but i yeah. I, I totally mean you can't yeah it's, it's, not, the it's not it's not comparable it's not yeah. the same no and and for the artists i always think about it, it must be so weird for an artist because when you play a live show and a lot of these artists did great jobs you know putting on the production of a live show that it would seem as l- real live as possible but for the artists, I'm thinking to myself, man, you do a live show, you're feeding off the crowd. There's nobody to feed off of. It's like weird. You can't sit there and say, yell out, everybody say yeah, and have, yeah. have crickets. I think it's, it's almost more like doing a video shoot, isn't it? Because you've yeah. kind of just got like, be a bit like a performing monkey, like on cue, like with no with no audience there exactly exactly and you know like there's times like you know you feed off of somebody in the audience uh you know that does something or even if they heckle you you know it's like (laughs) you can engage and it's fun (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i can't say we're engaged in with many hecklers that's definitely yet to come we're we're normally uh too loud to be fair so (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I always enjoy when an artist gives it back to a heckler because I remember, okay, the most famous heckle ever I remember in my history of life, it was at the 1983 Us Festival and Van Halen was uh, headlining and 
some dude in the crowd heckled David Lee Roth, and he turned to him, and he's like, hey, I'm going to fuck your girlfriend. (laughs) 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 And 300,000 people cheered, and the guy shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You would do it. Uh, so tell us about the newest single. It's pretty badass, and it's dropping very soon. Like my birthday's on the 11th, so I'm considering it like a birthday present on the 15th. Oh, wicked! <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's it was written fairly early on in the lockdown, um, as was pretty much all the songs. Um, it was one of the first ones that that we wrote, actually. Yeah. yeah. And I think, like you were saying about, I guess, the whole experience of of lockdown and, um, yeah, our, our kind of feelings through that. So um, th- three of us are actually, like, self-employed musicians. So um, that was quite funny, um, kind of just watching everyone having a great time, getting their furlough money in. I don't know what the, what the situation was over in America, but... Basically, um, if you're employed over here, then you got um, like essentially like money from your employer that was actually from the government, like to kind of subsidize while you weren't obviously working. But, um, oh, oh, come on. We're it, America. The companies were getting the money, but not giving it to the employees. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there'd be some way that they con you out of it, right? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, it was kind of like the self-employed and the kind of arts industry and um, kind of gig um, workers were all kind of just being a bit shafted really by the whole thing it kind of took so long for like provisions to be put in place um, for venues and it was kind of almost just like watching everything kind of crumble under it all while some people were having a really great time um, which was it was just a really interesting kind of juxtaposition of like some people are having a such a wonderful time like you say like slowing down and kind of enjoying their life and realizing that they actually don't want to work 60 hours a week anymore and then you have like all of these venues that are closing and like all of these people that are having the worst time yeah having the worst time and watching like their businesses like go down the drain so it was yeah very very heavily inspired by that I guess um so kind of feels i suppose in keeping with 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 the times um but yeah we were actually pretty lucky so in this in the second kind of lockdown just after christmas here um everyone else was in lockdown and we managed to get into the studio and record then nice. um, so it was a bit surreal actually going out when everyone else was obviously stuck at home um, <laughs> and we managed to record that um in february um well, end of february march time with uh, chris cooler um, from Stakeout Studios, um, but yeah, very cool. And, and you know, I think again, speaking on the therapy, a song like this is perfect therapy for what we're going through and have gone through, and who knows what we're gonna go through. And, and <laughs> you know, it's weird in this country, we have a serious employment problem here, and not the kind you think. Nobody wants to work anymore. It's like, oh, it, it's unbelievable. There's restaurants that close early because they're understaffed. Like there's this, there's this one restaurant I go to all the time if I'm working at the studio late because they're open till like midnight in the kitchen and I can go eat dinner. 
And I, I, a couple times I went there, it was like 7.30, and they're like, uh, you better hurry up, the kitchen's closing in a few minutes. I'm like, what do you mean it's closing? Yeah, we're short-staffed, we're short-staffed, and it's everywhere. Like, everywhere all over this country, it's like nobody wants to work because they they got too fat being able to sit at home and collect. Uh, and, 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 you know, just like you're saying about the uh, business, we were saying about the businesses, well, people were beating the government for money too. Like I know people that don't even have businesses that were getting these things we have here called PPP loans or for businesses to be able to continue to pay their employees. So you don't have to let your employees go. And you got these people that don't even have a business that were applying and getting PPP loans and just, you know, that's how they were living off of these loans. And then the loans get forgiven. And then, yeah, yeah I mean, you just have only and the unemployment we had we had we had people making a lot of money off of unemployment for a while so it's like mm, why go back to work is kind of their attitude the, the shift as well it's like almost like there's kind of a big uh kind of divide isn't there between like you say the the, the the people who have decided i guess maybe not to work or like have had a great time in, in terms of like money wise have i've made a lot of money out of the whole thing yeah. And then on the other side of things, you've got like people who have like obviously like really struggled through the whole thing and have have essentially like ended up way worse. So it's just kind of like, like deep in the divide, I suppose. Yeah, because I know also I know businesses that have been around for like 30, 40, 50 years that are gone now, you know, and then yeah. talk about music. There's so many music venues that may have already gone and some that may not still survive you know and that because those are the venues i want to survive because listen the big venues are going to survive no matter what and that was the problem too is there wasn't enough money to give to these small businesses because the big american corporations were getting like millions of dollars in loans that they didn't need because yeah. they, they had the money it's, it's kind of the same situation over here with venues. Unfortunately, they were in a pretty dire position to start off with. So I think after all of this, it's just... Yeah. Kind of, it's a shame. It's a, it's yeah, but the open, to be honest. Like, yeah. The, uh, because a lot of a lot of the venues uh, here... I mean, obviously, I can't speak for um, America, but a lot of the venue, local venues and, like, ground roots, grassroots kind of venues are, are um, kind of double up as like pubs yeah um and stuff like that like there'll be like rock bars and stuff and if i mean the hospitality industry in general was just pretty much non-functioning all the way through the lockdowns um and those venues were kind of in with that group so especially when there was restrictions it was kind of just like well this isn't feasible it was it was barely feasible to begin with so now like you're saying we can only have what like a thousand people in a five cap venue, a five k venue, like it's not, it's not even. Yeah, they like, can't survive off of that. Yeah, they can barely survive if they're at max capacity in in normal times. Yeah, and it's a shame because there's so many iconic venues that just probably won't survive, and some that already haven't. And it's a, it's a, and they're like memories. These are like iconic places. It's a shame. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting to see. As I said, we haven't we haven't um, had the the luxury of, of playing our first gig back since since the lockdown. But um, I've heard a lot of 
um, a lot of our friends are musicians as well and they were saying it's 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 been actually busier than ever in terms of uh kind of crowds and and things at, at a gig so i'm hoping that people have kind of realized what not to take it for granted yeah, yeah. Not to take it for granted and, and kind of what everything that we missed out on and really kind of um enjoying enjoying live music again so i'm hoping that that kind of not compensates but like somewhat helps i um i can small events. i can definitely testify to that too because i did i've done multiple festivals in the past month and they're definitely packed the one thing that i've noticed different is like people are like more mellow it's almost like they don't want to engage as much yet you know type of thing like you know where you have a band like slipknot perform and usually the whole place is mayhem there was like barely a pit you know wow. it was really weird and and metallica played and there was no pit there was just people standing watching metallica which is weird to me because i'm an old school thrash metal head from the beginning of metallica so to just sit and watch them just is not in my blood. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, but it's strange. Some bands are following, like, uh, a couple of the festivals. You had, like, the Butcher Babies. Their, their, their show was crazy as it always was. Suicide Tendencies, crazy as it ever was. So it kind of, I think it kind of depends. I think it's, I think it's the bigger bands like playing the big stages that the people in the audience are, you know, like holding back a little bit. Whereas, you know, on the smaller stages, you got the diehard fans and the hardcore people that, you know, they don't even think about it. Let's just get this stuff out of us. Cause that's, to me, that's what the pit is all about is just getting all your anguish out of you. And that's, that's kind of why I think we need it. Yeah, no, for oh, yeah. sure. It's a full-on cardio workout, isn't it? If you, <laughs> you spend a full gig in the pit, you're absolutely knackered by the end of it. Oh, dude, no, no doubt about it. And and some great experiences, like you know, I, I have some funny stories over the past month, <laughs> and you know, walking 35 miles over a weekend at a festival, like. Think about the isolation. How much really were people doing to stay physical? unless you force yourself, you know, you don't realize the day to day what you do. Like I, I never realize when I do a festival, I'm walking like that much all weekend. Yeah. I think especially when you're just stuck at home, like it, it, it's, yeah, your steps do? don't really add up to the <laughs> walk up and down the stairs a couple of times, walk to the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or it's like, I, I have this thing where I do like a half hour walk every day, no matter what I do. And I do other stuff like surfing, skateboarding, all that. But I do a half hour walk no matter what. And it's weird because before I do a half hour walk, it's like, oh, what a drag. I got to walk for a half hour. Yet I'm at a festival for four days walking for like 14, 16 hours a day. Don't even think about it. Because you're not, it's not like you're thinking about you're doing steps. You're just doing it. So. Yeah, I, I love a mindless walk, but exactly. Um, <laughs> You're not a fan of. Uh, I'm not. Revelation. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a big fan of walking without purpose. But <laughs> well, if you're going to a stage for a show, that's good purpose. Oh well, that's the thing. That that's what you're describing, isn't it? When you're at a festival, you're just walking around and soaking it all in. You don't realize, like, yeah, that you've walked about <laughs> five kilometers. The walking isn't really the main activity, is it? It's just a. Uh, it's a means to an end. Exactly, exactly. So, 
what uh, what else do you want the uh, listeners to know that we haven't covered already about you guys and uh, and also tell them how they can connect with you on social media on the web all that good stuff um, well in terms of socials um, we've got a website which is giantwalker.co.uk um, and you can find all of our social links on there um, our first single The Fact in Fiction is coming out on the 15th of October um, and that'll be on the usual streaming sites. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. Um, and we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, Giant Walker again. Yeah, man, much more to come. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, there's some 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 more music in the pipeline. Um, so if you like this one, stay tuned. I, and I do like it, and I know our listeners will too. And I love the title too because the fact in fiction that just about says it all about the past more than even couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of just like the kind of Orwellian, like dystopian kind of, mm. like you say, yeah. like there's 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 fact in fiction and there's fiction in fact. So it's yeah. And they're just pulling from both sides of yeah, man. I, I think and, the song applies like through all timelines. You know, that's what's cool about it. Ah, thank you. Really, <laughs> yeah, much really appreciate it, man. It. Yeah, and, and that is an interesting thing too, is I, I I tend to think, you know, the things we're singing about in that two thousand twenty one are not much different than the things we we're singing about in the eighties or before. And it's just <laughs> It's weird. It's just same problems, different words. Yeah, man. The, the, the whole dystopian reality slash existential crisis is, is <laughs> always, has always been the same, hasn't it? It's yeah. just, that, yep. you know, what we're doing here, all that good stuff. So it's just, yeah, it's never going to change. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the, the, the politics don't change either. You just change the names, you know. Back in yeah. the day, they were singing about certain politicians, and today they're singing about certain politicians, and it's the same crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I always say to people here, they're arguing, because like, in this country right now, they're looking at like these politicians like rock stars, and it's like, <sighs> man, they're all on the same team, and it ain't ours, you know? Yeah. That's my viewpoint. You've just got to look back, like, has anything really changed? Like, exactly. depend on who, who is actually who is actually president. It, and it doesn't, really. Like, I, I've said that to people. Like, you think about it through all the years, and I've been through a bunch of different U.S. presidents. They're just names at the end of the day. Things don't really change, even though if it's different parties, it's, it, it's still the same stuff, different day. Yeah, I think the problem is everyone views um, not even just politics, but a lot of things. It's all very black and white, isn't it? Whereas everything's so much more nuanced and grey than people care to admit. Oh, you're speaking my language because I talk about that all the time. Like that, that, <sighs> That's the big problem we have here right now. We are so yeah. divided that everything is absolute extreme black and white. Like nobody has any shades of grey in their beliefs. And that's why we're you know, arguing with each other because it's like, this apple is orange. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, this apple is yellow. <laughs> and and, yeah. and I did that on purpose because they're usually both wrong in their arguments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we need music. 
and great music from guys like you and uh you know everybody check it out october 15th check out the new song the fact and fiction and in the meantime you just need to check these guys out totally because they rock giant walker get connected get the music get some merch too you guys support your artists nowadays merch is better than live stream get merch <laughs> well thanks guys and thanks for being on the adventures of pipe man Thanks so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks you, dude. Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.